Welcome to Spark People Radio, inspirational, motivational, and educational radio, guaranteed to spark your day and spark your life. I'm Lily Hills, your host, and my co-host Karen Hudson sends her love to all. She's out O-Town, and of course I miss her because that gal makes me laugh till I cry. And we were actually cracking up the other day about how we talk over each other. We hope not obnoxiously so, but at the tail of each other's thoughts, we often finish it off because, well, we've been friends for 32 years. And that bond we've created, there's kind of a synchronicity of spirit that's incredibly cool. And in daily conversations, we don't care when the other one interjects because we're always interested in what the other has to say which I know it sounds crazy, but it's actually very cool. And I'm always more interested in what she's saying than what I'm saying. You know, that's, that's for sure. But we understand for some feedback that not all, but some of our listeners said that it can be confusing in an interview to know who's who. So that's why I'm doing them solo these days most of the time. Other times we just can't resist and she jumps on board. So that's the story on that one. And many of us are coming down from our sugar highs after Halloween, gearing up for our turkey stuffing yam extravaganzas. And Thanksgiving, it's one of my favorite holidays because it involves no panicked shopping or excessive decorations, maybe a cornucopia, a couple of pumpkins, but that's about the extent of it, unless you're Martha Stewart, of course, who tends to take it to the umpteenth degree, bless her sweetheart. And Halloween continues for some of us who haven't given away all of our candy just yet. You know who you are. I myself have a bag of candy necklaces still hanging around my house since trick-or-treaters were rare in my hood this year. And what does one do with an extra bag of candy necklaces? Please friend me and tell me. I'm open to suggestions. I, Spark Radio Lily on sparkpeople.com. And I read a study recently around candy that surprised me. Well, it's actually less about candy than it is about the way our minds work around treats and rewards of any kind. So you would think that what makes trick-or-treaters happy is candy, right? And the more candy, the better. But it turns out that that might actually not be the case. Because a few years ago, researchers did a study on Halloween night where some trick-or-treaters were given a candy bar and others were given a candy bar and then a piece of bubble gum. So in any rational universe, you would imagine that the kids who got the candy bar and the bubble gum would be happier than the kids who got just the candy bar. But this is not necessarily a rational universe and our perceptions are not always rational either, which is important to know so you can question your perceptions because they are not always true. So case in point, George Wolford, who's a psychologist at Dartmouth College, and his fellow researchers did a study and found that those that got both were less delighted than those that had just the candy bar. So if they had a piece of gum second, it would impact their experience because their experience went downhill, giant candy bar, piece of gum. So it's kind of like it was the receiving end, the last thing that happened that dictated the overall happiness of the candy receivers. So if we have a great experience that starts to go downhill, we'll rate the overall experience as being less good. Isn't that funny? It's the last experience that leaves the deepest impression on our psyche. So if something starts out terribly and then gets better towards the end, we rate the overall experience a little bit better. So like the last minute of a date or the end of a movie, you know, when either one ends in a way that doesn't leave us feeling good, the rest of the experience is tainted to varying degrees. So I thought that was interesting because if you're having an experience where it's going downhill, the mind tends to go in a direction of negativity, even if it's subtle. So how does this relate to your health? Let's say that you ate in harmony with your body all day long and you ate healthy foods and you worked out. But at the end of the day, you eat something that you judge as bad. 
And then your mind fixates not on what you did well, but what you did wrong. And when you fixate on what you did wrong, you're less likely to move beyond it. You're less likely to uh, have a successful day the next day because your focus is, is predominantly on what you did not do. So the takeaway on this is the more you think about what you did right that day, the greater likelihood your next day will be better. So beating up on yourself or going off track makes you more likely to overeat the next day. I want to continue to remind you of that. Motivating yourself is always appropriate. Being hard on yourself, it's useless. And it moves you further from all of your health-related goals. So bottom line, be kind to yourself and acknowledge what you did right. And it will make it easier to build great habits that make you feel like a million dollars or even a billion dollars. And next up, nutrition. My friends, it's not an exact science. They're still learning all sorts of amazing things in the nutritional field. So there are competing studies in this field that confuse a lot of us because we're not sure what's best for our health. Well, there are some nutrition myths out there that drive our next guest totally crazy. He, it drives him nuts that they're even out there at all. He's going to pull the curtain back on these myths and make it easier for us to make the healthiest choices possible. We're also going to be talking about something today that is going to impact all of our diets. FDA has gotten involved and taken something out of our option list moving forward. It's going to be it's going to be phased out, but you're going to want to find out what that is because this is going to change the quality of your diet, which changes the quality of your life. You're listening to Spark People Radio, brought to you by Corel. Visit Corel.com and find out how easy it is to create a table that's truly sensational. Corel, where entertaining meets extraordinary. Are you looking for a tool that can quickly change from sanding to cutting to scraping? Well, the Craftsman C3 19.2-volt multi-tool offers multiple uses with just one tool. The quick blade release feature allows you to easily exchange accessories with a simple lever rotation. Variable speed settings and two built-in LED work lights will help you finish a variety of projects on your to-do list. Pick up your Craftsman C3 multi-tool today. Craftsman, made to make. Available at Craftsman.com, Sears.com, Sears Hometown, and Sears Hardware Stores. You're listening to Spark People Radio, the show for those who are smart enough to know that having support and motivation and inspiration is going to get them a little fitter, a little faster. That's just a good idea. I'm your host, Lily Hills, and we have with us today Andy Bellotti, who's a registered dietitian who approaches nutrition from a whole foods and plant-centric framework. That's just smart. Anything you can pull from the ground or pluck from a tree. He also takes a strong interest, which I'm so psyched about, in food politics and nutrition policy and deceptive food industry marketing tactics because they're rampant. He's also one of the co-founders of Dietitians for Professional Integrity, a group of dietitians uh, basically calling for the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics to cut its ties with big food sponsors like Coca-Cola and PepsiCo and Nestle. I like this guy already because he's a champion of, as I said, healthy food and healthy human beings. So welcome to the show, Andy. And can you tell us how you got so passionate about raising consumer awareness, you know, pulling back that curtain? Well, thanks for having me. Uh, what really started it is that when I started my nutrition education, I started noticing that a lot of processed foods were kind of spoken about as being the norm and being healthy. And that troubled me. And simultaneously, I began to read Marian Nestle's wonderful book uh, called Food Politics, where she starts to make these connections between 
big food and the government and lobbying and why nutrition guidelines are the way they are and how these food companies uh, basically try to battle public health policy at every turn. So it kind of all happened in that perfect storm kind of way, and here I am. It's such an amazing thing because you and I were talking before the show about the fact that we really can't believe what's going on in our food industry. We just Part of us doesn't want to believe that we're being deceived to think things are healthy that are not because that you know, we can't believe people would, would market in that way. And that is exactly what's going down. So we really have to be advocates for our own health because not all, but some members of the food industry are taking advantage of, of our innocence. Well, yeah, and I think it's very important to remember that the food industry is in the business of selling food. They're not in the business of health. So, therefore, that has to always be at the forefront of your mind. Good distinction. Absolutely true. So, Andy, given that that's the case, what are some of the things that we can do to protect ourselves? What are some of the myths that are going on in the nutrition world that we need to be aware of so we can make better choices? Well, I think there's a lot in nutrition messaging that has to be addressed, you know, there are these really kind of mainstream beliefs that need to be challenged. And one of the ones that I'm always talking about is moderation. We keep hearing everything in moderation. And of course, the food industry loves it. And usually another red flag is that when the food industry is really rallying behind a certain message, your spidey senses should go off. (laughs) And the issue with moderation (laughs) is that, you know, the the phrase is everything in moderation. And that bothers me because that isn't really accurate in the sense that, in my mind, if somebody is drinking eight cups of unsweetened green tea a day, that is not the same as drinking eight cans of soda a day. So rather than put everything into this umbrella of everything in moderation, which essentially tries to equalize the playing field so that you know lentils and Pop-Tarts are supposed to be equal, We should really be talking about foods that we should have on a daily basis, foods that we should have occasionally, and foods that should be eaten rarely, if at all. That is a much more helpful way of looking at nutrition. That makes so much complete sense, and yet it's so hard to do because once we're in food habits, it's very hard to break them. I'll even find myself, I eat a generally very healthy diet, but I find I get into really strong patterns of having the same thing. How do you suggest people break that pattern? Well, what I always suggest is that people identify one or two areas where they want to improve. And with a lot of my clients lately, the number one thing that comes up is sugar. The, the amounts of sugar that are being eaten or drank in some cases is very, very high. Mm-hmm. And so the first step really is to start minimizing that amount. And the best way to do it is by minimizing the amount of processed foods because the more processed a food is, Usually there's more sugar tacked on. Usually there's uh, unhealthier oils that are used in the processing. So it kind of happens simultaneously where once you start, for example, replacing a Pop-Tart with actual fruit or replacing fat-free crackers or cookies with almonds or peanuts or any kind of nut, you're going to be eating a more nutritious diet and also getting rid of a lot of those ingredients that are not very healthy. And most importantly, feeling much better. And the foods you're talking about contain a lot of trans fats. There is some big 
news in the world today surrounding something that's used in more of our foods than we even understand, and it is basically being phased out. This is this is pretty big stuff. So we'll be talking more with Andy Bellotti, and we'll be talking more with Andy Bellotti about this coming up next. You're listening to Spark People Radio, brought to you by Pyrex. You can make delicious meals and treats for your family with Pyrex. So visit worldkitchen.com slash Pyrex to learn how to make your time in the kitchen easy and efficient with so many endless and delicious possibilities. Pyrex, clearly your kitchen favorite. Conquer the cold with Bridgestone Blizzak winter tires. Buy a set of four now, and if you correctly guess the temp when the puck drops at the 2014 Bridgestone NHL Winter Classic, you can win your tires. Up to 2,000 guaranteed winners as selected by drawing. Learn more at conquerthecold.com. Odds of winning depends on number of entries and correct guesses. Valid 101513 to 113013. No purchase necessary for temperature gas. Tire reimbursement $720 from prepaid card. Prepaid card issued by Metabank and FDIC. Expiration applies. Subject to official rules at conquerthecold.com. NHL and the NHL Winter Classic are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. All rights reserved. You're listening to Spark People Radio because every day we can use a little support in keeping focused on all of our health-related goals. Let's face it, it's not easy. We need that focused support. And I'm your host, Lily Hills, and we're continuing the conversation with Andy Bellotti, a registered dietitian and champion of healthy food and healthy human beings. This guy is really out there spreading the word about some of the foods that we are eating that are incredibly toxic to our bodies. We need to know about this so we can make the choice to eat or not to eat. So, Andy, the Food and Drug Administration took steps last week to eliminating trans fats in food products. Yeah, this has the potential to be a huge public health victory. Last Thursday, uh, the FDA basically proposed measures that could essentially eliminate artificial trans fats from the food supply. And they're doing this by declaring that partially hydrogenated oils would no longer be categorized as generally recognized as safe. And if that's the case, which I truly hope it is, they would be out of our food supply. This is so extraordinary. I mean, something that's a that's a that was a multi-billion-dollar industry, but I think a lot of people who who experienced the the incredibly negative effects from it said, "All right, I don't know why this isn't gone." It became so obvious. That's sometimes what has to happen. It has to become so obvious that the the plug is pulled on it. Well, of course, and this is why I think nutrition policy and politics is so key because you could educate people on trans fats for as long as you want. But truly, the most effective way of dealing with the issue is to have policy that eliminates them from the food supply. That really is why it's so crucial to not only rely on education. Health education can definitely have its place, but you also need good policy to back you up. That is absolutely true. And it's in order to make sure we have a healthier population, if it's available, we, we are under the assumption that it's a safe product if it's available in our food supply. And the FDA can't police everybody. It's impossible to really understand the ramifications. And plus, there's so much money in that game that that it's really it's rigged. It's a rigged system. Exactly. Like you said, the FDA only has so many resources as it is it's already under quite a lot under quite a financial burden. So. It's definitely not wise to think that just because something is for sale, uh, available in the market, that it's safe. And one thing that I always come back to is you can purchase cigarettes 
uh, in drugstores or in supermarkets. That isn't to say, though, that they are not harmful. Well, what, do you, what do you say to the people that say that those of us that are kind of really understanding uh, how many of our foods have toxins in them, you know, and even in the packaging in some cases, that they say that we're extreme, that it's a, an extremist perspective. Uh, how do you respond to that when people say, hey, you've taken it too far? Well, what I consider extreme is the fact that you can go to some fast food chains and get, you know, 12 teaspoons of sugar in a certain item. You can get 1,500 calories in another. You have uh, an ingredient list where a fast food hamburger bun has over 25 ingredients. That, to me, is extreme. Yeah. That's well uh, said. And, you can't yeah. argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> and I also think that what's important is that, because I also hear a lot of times the, the argument of it's elitist, but if anything, m- public health and food advocates are advocating so that everybody has access to healthy foods. In fact, one of the big causes in the food world is uh, getting access to healthy foods in impoverished communities. So we want everybody to have healthy food. It shouldn't be a right I mean, I'm sorry, it shouldn't be a privilege. It should be a right. Oh, I so respect that. And it's absolutely true. And and I am grateful for, for those people out there that are doing the research that I can read because not all of us have the time to look into what what we are putting into our bodies. A lot of people, kids out there, working moms and dads, they are so stressed. It almost stresses them out more to think about what's in the food. So it's very easy to stick our head in the sand, but you either you can pay for that later, for the the, the lack of awareness that choosing foods that are best for your body is the smart way to go starting now. The past, inconsequential, but what you do from this moment forward is what's most important. And I think that one of the reasons that change is being made is because more of us are coming together and speaking out about it. Absolutely. And I think it's so important to work with people because the food industry is so good at deceptively advertising foods that are not healthy as being healthy. Case in point, sugary cereals, which are minimally nutritious, but just because they tack on vitamins and minerals during processing, they're advertised as being a great source of vitamins and minerals. And a lot of people, I don't blame them, see that in the packaging and think it's a healthy choice. Well, when they use the word healthy in the title, that should be illegal. I'm actually surprised that there has not been a, a stronger stance on that because mm. they're allowed to put that on a box of cereal that children are eating. The children, that's a very, very big deal that there's there's deception around what we're putting in our babies' bodies. That's that's a very big deal. I did hear, too, that uh, Kraft Foods is working on changing because people came together and spoke out because these kids love that mac and cheese. And I, I know so many parents say it's the only thing I can get my kids to eat. So they're finally coming out with a more, uh, a, a, and I'm using air quotes over here, a healthier version. I would say a less unhealthy. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Okay, yes. Okay, I'm with you. Well, so it's one of those things where, yes, they are getting rid of the artificial dyes, not in all the varieties, just in some of them, uh, but at least these dyes, specifically yellow number five and yellow number six, will be uh, replaced and with dyes that are from natural sources, which... That doesn't uh, sound so good now. Now I'm not as excited about it. <laughs> that sounds like a, a minor variation versus we're going to give you a healthy version of this because there is a way to make that delicious, I'm sure, while having more nutritional value. Yeah, and I think it comes out to, part of it comes down, again, to policy in the sense that 
and it goes back to this trans fat ban, where if ingredients start to be recognized for being problematic from a health standpoint and we can get policy around them, that really is one of the best ways because the food industry is going to respond to that first and foremost. If there are laws that are passed, if there's mandatory changes, they have to do them. We really can't depend on the food industry to do voluntary changes. That hasn't really worked in the past. Not so much. (laughs) Not, Not so much at all. Well, you've got a lot of wonderful wisdom to share, Andy Bellotti. What is the best way for people to find out more about what you know about the best way to take care of their bodies? Thank you. Well, you can follow me on Twitter, and that's at Andy Bellotti, A-N-D-Y-B-E-L-L-A-T-T-I, and also my blog, which is smallbites.andybellotti.com. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Andy. I I, I truly enjoyed hearing your perspective today, and I love how you responded to that particular question on why it's important that we kind of be extreme around our food. Putting what we put in our body, that dictates the quality of our health. So it's a very, very big deal. So thanks again, Andy. My pleasure. And next up, are you dealing with an injury that makes working out feel impossible? Well, our next guest has been dealing with an injury for the last few months and is going to give us tips about keeping our movement momentum going, even under challenging circumstances. You're listening to Spark People Radio, brought to you by Corningware. Bake, serve, store, it's that simple. Visit Corningware.com to make baking easier, giving you more time to do the things you love. Pyrex Glassware has you covered in the kitchen, from food prep to storage and everything in between. You can even store and reheat food in the same container. Pyrex is safe in the oven, microwave, fridge, and freezer. How's that for versatile? Plus, the non-porous glass won't absorb stains or odors. As always, Pyrex is made in the USA. Visit worldkitchen.com Pyrex to learn more. Pyrex, clearly your kitchen favorite. You're listening to Spark People Radio, the show that's here to remind you that you've got the power to reach every single one of your health and fitness goals starting right now. My name is Lily Hills. I'm your host, and we have with us Spark People's own Coach Nicole Nichols. And Nicole broke her foot, I'm sorry to say, a couple of months ago and was first in one of those boot air cast things. Now she's on crutches. So, Nicole, tell us, how does a fitness expert stay motivated with an injury? How do you do it? It's taking everything I have. (laughs) I'll be honest. I've never had to be in a position like this. And it's, it's been really difficult. And I know that a lot of people go through these things all the time. Um, and now that it's been, I mean, many, many weeks since I've been able to really exercise normally. And now I'm on a hiatus of not being able to really do much of anything. Um, aside from a few little creative ideas that I've come up with on my own, it really is hard. I mean, it's hard when you're limited. Um, for a long time, when I first was injured, I was allowed to ride the stationary bike, you know, go to spinning class and teach those classes that I do. And even that, just after a while, is my only option. It was hard to want to be motivated to do that every day as the only thing that I have a choice to do. Yeah. Um, so it's it's been really tough, but I think you just have to kind of take it day by day. And I, I would say that 
the attitude and the outlook is the thing that really is going to help make it or break it for you, to be honest. That's exactly right. Well, it's all a mental game. And what, what do you tell yourself when you're feeling that frustration? Do you, do you have a way that you coach yourself that makes it easier? Well, it's definitely not always easy for me. I go through moments when I feel really upset and I've cried many times just out of frustration. Um, but the thing that I realized that that just isn't helpful, it's okay to feel that way and to have that emotion, but it doesn't help me to continue on with that day or what I need to get through. Um, so I've just been really working on focusing on the positive things, um, no matter what that is. So, I mean, for me, I, I get upset, but I know that this is temporary, even though it seems like it's gone on forever, that I know I'll, I'll get through it and come out on the other side and be able to do the things I used to do once again. And, um, and I'm trying to just kind of learn whatever I can from it, you know, just kind of um, think about what lessons are there in the situation for me personally, even outside of fitness, that I could maybe use at this stage in my life and also use in a way that I might be able to help more people later. So that's been helpful, but I'm, the Spark People community too has been just really supportive and always checking in on me and sending me well wishes, which is really nice. That's so so that helps too, to have kind of some support around you to rally you up when you need it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And it's, can you imagine I'm even more sensitive to the people because you're still able to do what? You're still able to do spin classes, cycling classes? You know, I was up until this last couple of weeks. Um, unfortunately, all the time I had in the boot when I was walking and able to do those things, my uh, broken bones still didn't heal in the way they had expected. So now I'm off of it completely and I'm limiting activity pretty much like not spinning, not doing hardly anything. Okay. Um, okay. So I get it. But I've been so that's a little where bit the tears came in. I've had to be a little bit more creative and just, you know, do what I can. Obviously my arms are still good. I can, you know, use weights, use resistance bands, whatever, work, work upper body quite a bit. Um, but it gets, it is hard to be motivated when the only thing you can do is that one thing, you know? Yeah. And but having a partner, I would imagine would make it a lot easier oh, because it really it, does. Cause having, even having any range of motion, I mean, the people that are really, that there are some people like, uh, one of the gals we had on Beth Donovan, one of our mm -hmm. favorite spark people was, yeah. uh, bedridden and started with just, just, um, uh, shampoo bottles in her arms, mm -hmm. fully incapacitated. So my respect for her goes up even more because yeah. knowing how hard it is even to be semi-incapacitated mm -hmm. is a big deal. And how grateful we should all be, those of us that are mobile right now, we take that for granted. And I'm sure right now you're thinking, oh, my God, mobility sounds like paradise. It does. And it, it really makes you realize how little you appreciate it in the moment when you have it. And mm -hmm. I, I've been trying to help motivate everyone else you know, on Facebook and stuff, um, to keep doing what they can do because you might feel like you don't want to do it, but you should be so excited that you have the ability, <laughs> you know, when so many people don't. I mean, it's really true. It's, it's such a great outlet for so many reasons to be able to get moving and reach new goals and stuff. And just think of the alternative. You could not be able to do it. So uh -huh. I say take advantage of it while you can. Exactly. It's almost like there's a mental prep that goes into it because I, I read something today. I think it was through a Facebook post, and it said something like, that was a terrible workout. 
said no said one no ever. One. <laughs> yeah. you know? But it's the prep for it. It's getting ready for it that's so hard. But once you're into it, then the endorphins start getting released. And then you feel so – it always feels good afterwards. It's always a good idea. Yes. Unless, in my case, you break something, um, right. you usually don't regret it. <laughs> There's the exception. There's the exception. But even in terms of – moving your upper body. I mean, really making yeah. this, maybe actually this is a great time for you to create a new program where you show people who are temporarily incapacitated, come up with a whole system and then put out a new CD. We'd all <laughs> buy it because there are people out there that are struggling. So really get creative and, uh, and figure out the top ways to stay active. And, uh, and cause we know that you, you do such a great job of guiding us in every area. Maybe this is going to be your new expertise. You know, I would love to, and I know there's so many members who need it, um, and we have been able to create some of uh, a whole section online of seated workout videos that I've made over the years, um, and those types of options are so great for a lot of different um, reasons why you might not be able to get up and moving. Um, so I've been able to take from those things I did, and I actually even, I know I am a personal trainer, but I hired a personal trainer a few weeks oh, good, ago good. to come up with some ideas for me because I was just so, I think, down, and I didn't have the time. I didn't want to have to think about it, and I had um, a trainer friend of mine develop a basic program just for me considering my injury of exercises that I can safely do. And it was great. I'm so glad I just paid for the one session that she led me through. And now I have this whole list of stuff that I'm able to do at home. Um, so it was a really great investment that considering is how many weeks it's been. <laughs> absolutely. And, and Nicole, stay with us because next she's going to tell us about a program called Fit to Feast because the support that she got made all the difference in the world. And that's what makes a difference for all of us. So she's going to talk about how we can take part in something this month that's going to get you psyched up to stay active during the holidays when the food is a plenty and the treats are a flowing. You're listening to Spark People Radio, brought to you by Chicago Cutlery. Visit chicagocutlery.com to find your go-to knife. Precision cutting, precision knives, Chicago Cutlery. Where does the love for a car come from? If the car is a Subaru Legacy, the answer would be the symmetrical all-wheel drive. Power goes to all four wheels all the time for optimum grip. The Subaru Boxer engine's lower center of gravity makes the Subaru Legacy more responsive around corners and gets better fuel economy than front-wheel drive competitors. What you have then is a mid-size sedan with grip, handling, and enviable fuel economy. It's no wonder it turns people into people who love cars. Love. It's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. You're listening to Spark People Radio, a program designed to support you in experiencing the delicious and rewarding feeling of being healthy, truly healthy, in every sense of the word. I'm Lily Hills, your host, and we're here with Coach Nicole Nichols, one of our Spark experts, who we've been chatting to. She broke her foot last month, and she is now devising new ways to get physical just from the waist up, which I think this is great, Nicole, because you can call this a couch workout or the seated workout for those people who can't find the time to work out but have time to watch television. No problem. Seated workouts are the way to go. So can you give us some tips on some seated workouts to, to add into our daily workout routines? Sure. Um, so in addition to the free videos you can find at sparkpeople.com, the seated workout videos, um, pretty much there's almost a huge variety of just upper body movements with weights, with resistance bands that you'll find in our exercise demos. And almost all of those can be adapted to just being seated. 
Um, I've been doing a lot with just keeping a set of dumbbells next to the couch and, you know, doing whatever I can with upper body day to day. Um, another thing I've done is invest in some heavier um, ankle weights, actually. And you can get them up to 10 pounds each or even up to 20 pounds, which I know doesn't sound like a lot, but as far as ankle weights go, often you're limited to just two or five pounds. So you can find things like that online and do just a huge, huge variety of seated movements, um, things lying down on the floor, and add that to your day. And I've been doing a lot of that as well. And I actually hope that soon we can add a new video or some exercise photos of some ankle weight exercises that I've been doing just to give people ideas. Um, but the other really good piece of advice I would tell people is that when you're faced with an injury like this and you do go to talk to your doctor or your healthcare provider, the most important thing if you want to continue being active is to ask lots of questions and ask very specific questions. Mm -hmm. So you can mm -hmm. find out exactly what is safe and what is not for you. Um, most of the time, your doctor is not just going to volunteer all that information. Um, my doctor didn't say anything to me about what I could do. I had to wow. really specifically ask. I had to say, is this type of exercise okay? Is riding a bike okay? Is it okay for me to walk the dog? You know, if I hadn't asked those specific questions, I really wouldn't know what would have been safe and okay for me with my injury. Um, so, you know, consider your routine of what you typically do and what you think is available to you. And, you know, be sure to write it down or record it on audio on your phone or something so you don't forget those really important details. And that can go a really long way because often you are there, you don't think of it in the moment, and you get home and you're like, oh, no, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> so, the, and, and every injury is so different. You know, what I can do seated for me with this foot injury is not going to be the same as what someone else can do with what might seem like the same kind of injury. So it's really important to find out what's right for you. Absolutely. And you were talking before about support. You had hired a personal trainer to support you. And sometimes it's just the psychological help that makes the difference. Knowing that you've got someone who's going to share something with you that's going to allow you to be more physically active, even in a stationary position, which I think is fascinating that you can actually, you know, what, what was that form of exercise that they used to do where you'd hold your muscle in a posture for an extended period as a means of building um, like isometric exercises? Isometrics, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you doing any yeah, of that? Can do yeah, I am actually doing quite a bit of it. I'm trying to just, I can move my, I can sit and bend my knee and extend it and stuff. And I'll do things of just even sitting and like tensing up, engaging the muscles in my lower body, you know, and then releasing them. So I feel like I'm, I know it's not a huge thing, but at least I'm trying to keep some level of strength and engagement in those muscles that aren't being used very much. Um, and we've got a great article on, on the site about how to do isometric training. And that's another option. I mean, it's not going to like make you a bodybuilder, but it's a lot better than doing nothing. Absolutely. Um, Any, anything's better than doing nothing. But I'm fascinated yeah. because you, you clearly are passionate about working out. You must love the wind in your face because the times when <laughs> I've been sick and I haven't worked out, I've been totally cool with it. I've been like, nice, I got a break here. And uh, <laughs> But I think part of it is that you had shared that you don't know when it's going to end. And so it really is important to train your mind to say, yeah. all I have to deal with is today. If you start thinking about what might be, you'll suffer today when it might be over in two weeks. So the whole key is just today, keep reminding yourself, just today, I can get through this. Yeah, and speaking of support, um, it's been hard for me to be motivated to do these exercises that aren't that fun or interesting to me. You know, I'm used mm -hmm. to being able to do kind of what I want. 
And so besides hiring the trainer for that one session, um, I've had my husband come to the gym with me. I just, I, I have a hard time getting myself there to go and just use the ankle weights, you know, but if I have someone with me, I'm, I feel that much more inclined to just, okay, we're here. Let's do the full 30 minutes or whatever it's going to be. Um, so I think that that really goes a long way. It does. It does. So will you tell us, uh, just a little bit about this Fit to Feast oh, yeah. uh, event that's coming up where you can actually have a form of partnership through being a part of this really wonderful program. Yeah, we launched Fit to Feast, and it's fit with the number two feast um, as a hashtag on Spark People on November 1st. And we're doing it through all of our social platforms. So you'll see that hashtag on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, everywhere that you find Spark People and even on the site. And it's a really simple goal and even something that I can do in this current state I'm in. So really anyone can do it. And the goal is to exercise at least 10 minutes a day from November 1st through Thanksgiving Day. Um, And so we just know how hard it is to stay active during the holiday time, and it's already starting. I know Thanksgiving's not here yet, but all the craziness is going to be here before we know it, all the shopping and stuff. Cornucopias galore. uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, and of course, all the food. So I think a really important thing is um, being consistent with your exercise program. I don't think people necessarily always need to, you know, deprive themselves in the holidays and all their favorite things, but stay as active as you can in that meantime. So even if you're new to the challenge, if you hadn't um, been with us to start it on November 1st, that's okay. You can hop in any time, you know, tag your photos, tag your posts, update people every day. And it's just a great way to kind of set that intention and have that accountability and get a little support. Um, we'll find people using that hashtag and respond and encourage them through, you know, all of our social extensions that Spark People's on. And you'll probably see other members as well. And it's just kind of a nice little camaraderie and a goal to keep you focused through this time of year that can be really tough to stay motivated. I love it. Thank you, Coach Nicole, for bringing your wisdom. I'm sending a big, big a wish for a speedy recovery for you because I can hear that spring in your little voice. I know when you're, I know when you're struggling through something, but I will just be here to assure you that it, this is going to pass like a wave. So just hang 10, relax through it. It'll all be better and you'll be back to moving. And in the meantime, you're going to be able to help a lot of people who are going through the same thing. I hope that the next time we talk, I am walking. (laughs) Okay, that's my vision. You can do it. I believe in you. (laughs) All right, next up we have with us Spark expert Stephanie Romine, who's going to be telling us how we can move beyond the meals we're having that are starting to feel boring to us and to help to feed the homeless at the same time. You know I'm loving that plan. You're listening to Spark People Radio, brought to you by Snapware. From foods to crafts, Snapware helps busy people keep their lives clean and organized. And that's helpful. Visit snapware.com and learn how to make organizing a snap. Have you been dreaming about upgrading your car's stereo system? But you don't want an amplifier the size of a suitcase taking up all the space in your car. You need to check out Kenwood, the number one mobile electronics brand in the country. With Kenwood, you can get the power you need and still have plenty of room for that junk in your trunk. Learn more by visiting liveconnecteddriveconnected.com and to find a Kenwood dealer near you.
listening to Spark People Radio, brought to you by Baker's Secret. Baker's Secret Bakeware is the secret to quick and easy baking. Visit bakersecret.com today and learn how to make baking simply sweet. I'm Lily Hills, your host, and I'm happy to have with us today our resident Spark expert, Stephanie Romine, from Spark People Headquarters. And Stephanie, can you tell us how we can learn about a bunch of new healthy, delicious, some healthy, delicious recipes to add to our our lineup of meals we're eating every week and help a charity at the same time? Because you know I love anything that's helping those that are struggling even more than, than the majority of us are. Sure, absolutely, Lily. Thanks so much for having me back on the show. Um, we have recently relaunched sparkrecipes.com, which is our sister website to Spark People. Um, what sets Spark Recipes apart is that on every single recipe, you can get the nutrition info. So you don't have to share healthy recipes on the site. You can share any recipe. But no matter what you, you put um, into the nutrition tracker, you're going to find out what's, what's in that recipe. So That's great. Um, there's no denying it. You know, if you're, if you're eating some really decadent cupcake um, that maybe you make once a year for Valentine's Day, you're going to know exactly what's in it. You're going to be able to track it and, you know, get on with the rest of your, your life without worrying about, oh, how, how much am I going over today? So we recently relaunched Spark Recipes. We made it much more user-friendly. We added tons of great photos. Um, we're really trying to get members more involved. We're featuring all these great recipes for members. And we wanted to do something to thank everyone for helping Spark Recipes and Spark People grow into these gigantic, healthy living websites. So we wanted to run a contest, and we also wanted to give back at the same time. So we have uh, the $10,000 Split the Pot Recipe Contest. It's a slow cooker recipe contest. And the grand prize is $10,000, which will be split (laughs) equally between the winner and a hunger-based charity in the winner's community. I love that. And it can be any charity of their choice. Yes, yes, as long as they're focused on feeding the hungry. Fantastic, because that is such a massive problem in our world today. So many children going hungry, and that is truly unacceptable. So I love it that you guys are doing this competition. So where where do they go to vote? Well, you can go to sparkrecipes.com, and we have a huge button right on the homepage. And if you click there, it's going to take you through um, to find the list of recipes that are entered into the contest. And, you know, you were talking about just how important it is to give back and to help those who are less fortunate. We're coming up on the holiday season. You know, Thanksgiving is a time when most of us focus on um, on eating. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's a struggle just to get a normal meal onto the table. Hunger affects 50 million Americans, and one in five children don't know where their next meal is coming from. That is just a heartbreaker. Every time I hear it, it feels like it just hits you like a ton of bricks because we've all been hungry. I mean, think about think about what it's like. We go on diets, and there's a part of us that goes absolutely crazy. We feel so confined by it that we often eat 10 times more than we're hungry for. And we've got little kids out there who are feeling that all the time. So anytime you can give to a charity that supports feeding hungry children, I'm on board a thousand percent. It's just, it's just the the most loving thing we can possibly do, especially coming into the holidays. Absolutely, you are so right, Lily. And you know, Spark People has a history of giving back in any way we can. We do try um, to keep in mind that you know everyone's on a budget. We all want to save money and eat better at the same time. And anytime we do 
a food project, whether it was um, photo shoots for the Spark People cookbook or the Spark Solution. Um, we've done recipe shoots for our Spark People, for um, our blog, and for Spark Recipes. Anytime we have excess food, we donate that to a food pantry if it hasn't been opened. And if it's something that's prepared, um, even from some of our corporate events, we, we take it to um, homeless shelters and places like that in Cincinnati. Oh, I'll tell you, you tell that Chris Downey, I said he is a stud for putting that program together. And the rest of you are amazing for putting that that incredibly important energy out into the world. It's not just about the food, but it's about thinking about other people and trying to make the world a better place for those that are struggling the most. So thank you, lovely lady, for being on the show and for hanging out with me and for doing the, the wonderful work you're doing in the world. Thank you, Lily. So that's it for this week, folks. Please spark friend me if you get a chance. I'd love to stay connected. And last week we had a guest on that was pretty hardcore about saying we have no excuses for not being more physically active. And although he was a little aggressive in his comments, you know, the truth is your body is your greatest asset and you're going to be living in it for a lifetime. So taking extra good care of it, especially if you've been hard on it in the past, starting right now, it's an incredibly wise thing to do. So this moment forward, that's all that matters. If there's been something you've been considering doing that you've put off for years, like hiring a personal trainer or getting a coach or taking a health-related class or joining the gym, something big, as soon as the segment ends, do it. Take massive and immediate action to better your life, and you'll see what extraordinary things you can create for yourself. Until next week, spark on. great meal starts with a great dish. Corningware Bakeware products prove that when it comes to cooking, few things are quicker and easier than baking, serving, and storing all in one dish. Bring elegance and ease to any occasion with meals that are no stress and no mess. Versatile and fashionable, Corningware makes cooking easy from start to finish. Visit Corningware.com to learn more. Bake, serve, store, Corningware.